0: Welcome back. We are the twelve sided guys. We have Matt playing Pine. Hi. Scott playing Roos. That's me. Jordan playing Ebby. Salutations. Sabrina playing Nari. Hi there. And Paul as the DM. Winky Emoji. Thanks for coming along on. <laughs> 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 Thanks for coming along on our adventure with us. And if you realize that Hadoukens and Aura Bolts slash Aura Cannons are essentially the same thing, then this adventure is for you. Sit back and relax because it's time for the Crystal Codex, Episode
1: 5.
2: can you hear me? So much has happened, and after hearing you the other day in the town square, it makes me think that perhaps you are closer than I thought, perhaps listening to me in my thoughts. After battling a vicious band of gobloids and hobloids, as well as one particularly nasty bogloid, we began to make our way down a secret staircase below the sacred tree at Lord Moshe's ancient shrine. We descended for a while before arriving at a waterfall with a passageway behind it. The passage led us into some sort of an ancient shrine or facility The floor had a beautiful mosaic depicting the various crystals arranged on the floor in a circle, similar to the depiction to what the Empire currently uses. This all clearly predates the Empire, which was strange. What was even more strange was that there were these statues, which, in a way, almost looked like me. Well, we investigated as best we could and solved a few puzzles. One puzzle, interestingly, required us to carry crystals from one statue to another. No one was able or allowed to pick up and carry the crystals except for me. This is all so strange even familiar in some way. Neum, if you can hear me, help me understand what this all means and where I come from. I would speak more, but we have just been beset by a group of rather large spiders at the end of a tunnel. In order to pass it, it appears that Lady Artarian will require payment in flesh so that her decay may rejuvenate this place. May the balance of nature be with me.
0: All right, welcome back. So just a recap of where we left off last time the uh, heroes are in uh, a bit of trouble. They have been exploring this uh, underground ancient facility. There was some shenanigans with moving some crystals from one statue to the next. Ebi realized that the statue that was holding out its hands, waiting for these crystals, kind of looked a little bit like him. They noticed that there was a floor mosaic that mimicked the same pattern as the Almerian Empire. And after opening a secret passage and entering this long hallway, into this room with that's starting to kind of flood. They were attacked by giant spiders. After killing three of these small spiders uh, and Roos being knocked unconscious twice, Nari being wrapped up with web, we are continuing this combat right back up at the top. We have two spiders ready to go. Roos, you're still unconscious,
3: right? I received three hit points from okay. the magic unicorn in the room. Okay, so you are awake. So the spider that's
0: next to you is going to try to decide whether it goes for you as it sees your eyes flutter open or the maybe bigger threat and bigger person, Nari, who is standing right beside you. Um, It's going to go for Nari. Here we go. It tries to bite you with a 16. Does that hit?
4: Uh, My AC is 16.
0: Oh, it got you. All right, so it's going to try to bite you. It deals three damage, and I need you to make another constitution save.
4: Okay, my constitution save was 20.
0: That's perfect. So you are only going to take half of this damage. It dealt nine damage. You take four. Four poison damage on top of that bite. And then Pine, you've got one coming after you. It is going to try to bite you again with an 18. That's my AC. These spiders are insane. They have a plus three to hit, and I cannot roll lower than a 15. Okay, you are going to take... Three damage. Make a Constitution save. Okay. Uh, my Constitution save is a four. <laughs> you take five more poison damage. Uh, okay. How how are you looking? Um, I'm better than I'm better than I was last time you had to heal me. Okay. <laughs> All right, Roos, your eyes open up. You are laying in water. Again, this is getting uh, quite familiar. And again, just a reminder from last time we were playing, when you go unconscious, we have a house rule that when you wake up again, you gain a level of exhaustion. This is the second time that Roos has gone unconscious and woken up. So he is now at exhausted
3: level two, which doesn't that do some things to your skill checks and to your movement? So level one is um, any skill checks or disadvantage. Level two is half speed.
0: And at level five, don't you die?
3: Uh, I'd have to double check. I don't know, but uh, I'm hoping you don't kill me.
0: Well, I... Hey, I'm not telling you it's season. <laughs> level
3: so, six is death. Level six is death. So just
0: a heads up, the reason why we do this is because that keeps us from, you know, having one person going unconscious and then just bring them back with one hit point, saving your lay on hands or whatever skills that you use to bring people back. It makes it makes it a little bit more dangerous, but also a little bit more realistic, I think. And, I, and, and we asked the players beforehand if they were okay with this rule. Everyone was cool with this rule. So it is... It is in. All right, Roos, what are you going to do? You are laying prone in this uh, pool of water with a spider next to you that just attacked your friend,
3: Nari. Roos is very nervous. Um, He's going to spend his whole movement standing up as best he can. Shaky feet, he's going to pull... um, his short sword out in one hand and he's going to grip one of his throwing daggers in his his other hand and he's going to try and attack two times at the one in front of him the first attack with his short sword is a 12 you hit for seven damage and if i'm if uh, nari is, is next okay yeah. okay so 14 damage total on that first one
0: you uh, rear back with your short sword and you stab the spider. And as you reel, as you go with the other hand to try to plunge the knife in, the spider kind of shakes on your sword and slides off dead. And you don't even you don't even bother swinging the the second blow because uh, the spider is dead. So you still have a bonus action then if you want to do something different.
3: I am very very tired. I'm just going to kind of um, lean against the wall next to me and uh, take a breather.
0: All right. It looks like at this point there are two spiders left. The big one up in the top, like the northwest corner, that uh, Abby is going against, and then there's a small one that's down, more in the middle of the room, uh, that Pine is confronting. So, and that brings us to Pine's turn. Okay. Pine is going to take a swing at it with a twenty-four. It was a nineteen, so not a not a crit, but twenty-four. Why don't you roll some damage then? That definitely hits. It's only seven. Seven damage. Okay.
1: Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and try to, um, without breaking my, um, without getting too far away from it and drawing an attack of opportunity, I'm going to tr- start trying to move a little bit closer
0: to the big guy so that w- once I finish this little one, I can move over to the big one. Yeah, not a problem. You, you edge your way uh, a little bit closer to the big one, um, and you feel like uh, if, if it came to it, you could you could reach the big one in one turn, no problem. Okay, Nari, you are up. If you want to bust out, you can make a strength check. Or a strength save?
4: Yeah, let's uh let's roll for that.
0: Okay, the DC is twelve.
4: I got a fourteen.
0: Fourteen. You bust out. You are now good to go. You got your axe ready, um, and you can move, and you have a bonus action. But the busting out was your actual your actual action.
3: You can action surge.
4: Okay, so I will move towards the big one, and then I will try to attack it. Okay. And I got a twenty-two to hit.
0: That definitely hits. Huh.
4: And then I got a five of damage.
0: A five of damage. I think that that means that you rolled a two, which means that you get to re-roll that damage. Because you have great weapon masters, so if you roll a one or a two on your damage, you get to re-roll and take the second number.
4: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's very handy. <laughs> and I rolled a two again. So I still got five.
0: Okay, so now it really was five damage. <laughs> okay. All right, Nari, good move. It is now the giant spider's turn. He is going to make a roll here, or she, can't tell, um, and does not get the webbing back. This giant spider is backed into a corner uh, surrounded by Ebi and Nari, and so is going to try to decide who he's going for, and he's going for Ebi. Ebi, it tries to bite you with a 13 to hit. That does not hit. I think that's the first miss. Is that Hallelujah. the first miss? <laughs> okay. That is the first miss of this combat. Okay. And, Abby, it's now your turn. Woohoo!
2: Okay. Um, first things first, I'm going to go ahead and use the, my fighting baton um, to go ahead and have a, <laughs> have a strike <laughs> at this guy. And I do 18 to hit. So that definitely hits. You roll, roll some damage. Cool.
0: And then it was seven damage up above. Damage. This thing is looking pretty worse for wear. In fact, it, it looks like, like a couple of its legs are broken now. One of the, one of the legs is actually broken off. Um, and it's kind of leaking out this kind of green viscous fluid as it rears back up into the corner. You have now cornered this beast and you are dealing some heavy damage to it.
2: Nice. It is now. Hold on. I want to do a bonus action if I can still. I will
0: allow it. To- <laughs> Sorry.
2: No, it's, it's all good. Uh, I just want to <laughs> yell down to Roos and be like, hang in there, you've got this, and cast Erdos's word of healing on him as well with a first level sp- spell slot and heal him for five. And then everybody else will get the three hit point benefit.
0: That unicorn is awesome. All right. Last baby spider going after Pine. 13, that is a miss.
1: That's a totally a
0: miss. It's the second miss of this combat. <laughs> and I'm so glad it was directed at me.
3: All right, Roos, what are you doing? Roos is is still kind of sweating, very tired. He's going to shamble his way up, um, barely making it up to the large spider. And he's just going to be cursing and muttering under his breath as he tries to kill the thing. Okay, why don't you make your attack? <laughs> With my short sword, I rolled an eight, and then I'm trying with my dagger to strike at it. I rolled a crit with my dagger. All right, why don't you roll that damage? Is that the
0: first crit of the game? I think so.
3: First crit of the game. Yes, so um, I rolled uh, five piercing damage, and then um, does it double your sneak attack? Uh, it, deb- it doubles all dice rolled. Okay, so okay, so I did um five fourteen. I did twenty four damage to this thing. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so why don't you describe what happens as
0: this giant spider is backed into this corner, and you kind of uh, groggily walk over?
3: I picture Roos just so exhausted and just done, and like to the point of like not caring whether he lives or dies. He just runs up and almost falls into the thing. Misses with his short sword, the short sword clattering on the ground next to him and just stabbing repeatedly into the head of this spider as much as he can. Just complete more laying on the spider than actually like defending himself at all and just brutalizing it with this dagger.
0: You are covered in ichor and guts and gore and... Uh... The, the hard shell of this spider, I mean, you know what an exoskeleton feels like. This feels like relatively, you know, rigid, um, like almost like armor plating, but you managed to just stab your throwing knife just repeatedly into the head of this spider until it stops spasming and moving. Um, Pine, it's your turn. There's one spider left and it's it's up on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and attack it with 17 to hit.
0: That definitely hits. And Eight damage Eight damage and you vanquished the last spider like,
1: i've done it everyone don't worry <laughs> i've ended the threat
0: <laughs> i appreciate that all right we are out of initiative that was pretty brutal yes
2: <laughs> yikes so how how is everyone doing who's who's the worst for where right now i know you are exhausted ruse um How's everyone doing otherwise?
1: Well I could use a rest as well. I think I need to catch my breath. and Pine's gonna sit over it with his feet dangling down the stairs. I think it
2: Roos, do you still
3: you' you're still worst for wear in terms of hit points, probably right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still hurting quite a bit. i'm I'm probably at like uh thirty five percent health.
2: Okay. I will do Erdos touch on you and try to get you healed up only five but then uh, everybody gets the plus three again and i bet you that lord moshe's companion will probably not last much longer so it'll probably drift back towards me and kind of almost apparition like kind of float back into my own like body
0: like how how would you describe that would you just like it Does it kind of get sucked in like gas or smoke into your body type of thing? Or does it just kind of disappear as it kind of apparates over you?
2: I kind of imagine it just kind of like drifting into like the metal breastplate central body of me and just kind of like disappearing, almost like a ghost moving through a wall. Okay,
0: Very cool. All right, Pine, as you go sit on these lower stairs, these ones that are at the kind of the bottom of the room, you can see that this hallway, um, this other hallway you haven't been down, it's a, it looks like it's a, a wider hallway, but it goes about 30 feet down the hallway to another double door. Um, you can see that at the end of the hallway. Um, it looks very similar to the doors that you encountered last time we played that entered into the room with the mosaic floor. Okay. All right. The same mechanical kind of copper, almost artistic, you know, uh, uh, mechanical doors.
1: There's a there's more doors down here. Get Gigi ready. We may need to employ her again.
3: Well, I can. I'll get her, but I'm I'm going to be moving pretty slow, and uh, she's even slower than me when she's on top health. So it'll be a minute before I can walk over there.
1: As uh, um, as Bruce walks by um pine will put his hand on his shoulder and and say um you've done absolutely amazing and give him five um points of commander's morale healing
3: i don't need quite that many i only need a couple
0: oh okay let's be honest it's more of a pat on the bum it's a good game
3: (laughs) (laughs) i with after after evie healed me i was i was in pretty good good shape after that
1: okay well then i'll 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 use it on myself then because i'm i'm less than half so
3: my 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 dramaticism is more because i'm exhausted but you know i'm also i also got hurt so but i'm i'm good on health though okay then i will heal myself for five
1: i've done good
3: (laughs) and pat myself on the
0: shoulder okay what's everybody else doing i'll i'll come over here by pine and them as well What's kind of your plan at this point? Are you guys taking a short rest? Are you guys exploring further? Uh,
1: I could keep going. If we want a short rest, though, that's fine with me, too. I'm ready to keep going. There's nothing that short rest wouldn't do me too much good. I think I need another night's sleep.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. I don't think I'm going to start feeling better until I can hit my pillow tonight. And hell, it's probably not any later than 10 o'clock at this point in the morning.
0: Yeah, still, you guys woke up just a couple
3: hours ago.
4: Well, we better figure out what's going on behind these doors.
3: Let's head down. Hopefully yeah. not
4: more spiders.
3: <laughs> I'm just worried that we're not going to run into fallen heaven on our trek down here. I mean, not unless there's a different entrance into this place. I doubt that they've been uh, in here.
4: No, it doesn't look like anyone has in a long time.
0: You guys can make insight or perception checks. All right. Pine rolled a 21
3: perception. Wow. Oh, I didn't do disadvantage. Sorry. Well, a nine isn't going to cut it anyway. You're right.
4: Nari also rolled a 21.
0: Ooh. A 21 with your perception or insight?
4: Uh, I think I have rolled insight.
0: Insight. Okay. And I got a nat, nat 20. Not so obviously.
2: 23 on my perception.
0: Fantastic. Okay. So Ebby and Pine, um, as you guys are kind of looking around, you see that you're right. This is, this place has not been, uh, used recently at all. The only even signs of life that you've seen have been these spiders and these webs. Um, you see that like, uh, um, moss and things have started to grow up the walls uh especially in that last room where there was actually like a water leak um that moisture in the air had really kind of helped things to grow in that room and and the ground um ebby you kind of get down on the ground and start looking at the ground looking at the different patterns of the moss and everything that's growing on these on these tiles um this has not been disturbed for a very long time uh this place has been locked up and um with your 21 insight um nari you determine you kind of imagine that this place was sealed up for a reason um, like there something may be hidden down here or something important might be uh, might be kept uh, or some secret that uh, people don't want to get out
4: that's what a 21 insight showed me that someone sealed up a secret cavern for a secret. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I felt that sass from here.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Here, right. Here we go. Um, there, I, I think I gave you a oh, well. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Here we go. Yeah. You gave us some information. I'll
1: say that you gave us some information.
0: All right.
3: There's these double doors in front of you, um, Ruth, Are you gonna do what you did last time? I'm gonna attempt to, but disadvantage. So I'm gonna investigate it first see if see if it's trapped or locked and i rolled a 15
0: you send Gigi out Gigi kind of investigates this one has the same hole Gigi kind of looks inside and flits back to you doesn't even attempt to like lick the hole or anything or stick tail in or anything, nothing like that um and that kind of indicates to you that it seems like this this uh door is not locked and it's not trapped
3: okay I'll, I'll relay that to everybody and just kind of wave at the door and lean against the wall.
4: You're not going to be the one to open it, even though you're saying it's not trapped.
3: <laughs> I'll open it. I'll open it. I'm moving very slow, guys. Doing my best here.
2: <laughs> He's a bit tuckered out. Poor little guy.
1: <laughs> Pine will move up to the door and actually start to slide it open because they were in, they were in tracks, right?
0: They were in tracks. Uh, Give me one second.
3: Stinking thing. All right. Yeah, I'm at half speed until I sleep two days. Oh, man.
4: man. Okay.
3: But you get your,
0: at least you're not disadvantaged after one rest.
3: No, it's, I get full speed after one rest and then a, a day two, then I get my disadvantage gone.
0: Okay. Um pine, you open the door. It slides open again relatively easily. That whole ASMR vibe that we described last time. Um uh, and Feel the, door- the cover
1: of the canvas book. <laughs> it opens up
0: into this large room. It's kind of a little bit odd shaped, but you see that there's bookcases along one wall, bookcases along another wall. There's some desks. Um, You see like the floors are carpeted. You see um, basically straight across the room on the other side, there's another door. So there's the door you came in and there's another door on the other side of the room. But other than that, it looks like there's like bookcases. So there's actually like um, some other interesting things around the room. But uh, as far as you can tell, unless you guys want to start investigating or, or doing any kind of uh, other things in this room, it looks like this room um, looks like it was done f- like used for some like storage or or research or something to that effect. Oh, I'd love to investigate this room. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Is everybody gonna investigate? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. I rolled a nine. I rolled an eight. Ooh, I got a seventeen.
4: I rolled in that one.
0: Oh, <laughs> now he sets the room on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say this as you guys walk in and you're looking around, uh, Bruce, you're exhausted. You actually find a chair that, um, is, I mean, it it's, it looks like it's about ready to fall apart, but you kind of test it and it seems like it's still stable and you sit down and you literally close your eyes for a second. You just, you just need to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, Pine, you're looking through. You find uh, with your, uh, what did you get again, Pine? You got uh, nine. You find, it looks like there's a couple of, like a pile um, on, on like one of the carpets, a pile of these small crystals, all different colors. And as you get closer, you can see that the, some of them are actually kind of glowing. Like they still have some kind of innate power in them, but there's just this pile of, of crystals. Nari, as you're walking in and you're investigating, you literally cannot stop looking at the ceiling, waiting for more spiders to drop down on you. Ebby, you go start investigating uh, some of the bookcases. And Ebi, as you're kind of looking through the bookcases, you see there's a lot of, um, looks like ledgers and things, handwritten things. You see some scrolls that are tucked into different places. As you touch some of the books, they immediately crumble um, at your touch. Um, But with your uh, 17, you're kind of gently like feeling around on some of these bookcases. You feel one spine of a book that is actually solid you touch it and you feel like this one's not going to give way. Um, and you feel like you could pull it out and maybe even look at it.
2: My goodness, this is old, old books and scrolls. My goodness. They can't even stand up to being touched, but what do we have here? I'll go ahead and start kind of looking through it gently to see if I can discern
0: what's written here. Um, you open up a book, you, um, Let's see. I need to know what languages do you speak? I have common
2: and let's see here, which is the. Um, the Almerian. Yeah, the Almerian language. It's the imperial um, official language. I think that was pretty much it. I also have like druidic language, you know, right. kind of the ability to speak.
0: Oh, and you speak Sylvan as well. Yes, yeah. Okay, so you don't actually—you um, don't actually understand what is written uh, on this book. You do see that it has some words on the cover, um, and it looks like embedded in the cover of the book is a yellow crystal, um, and the crystal just has this the very faintest of glows to it um but you open up the book and it is just you see like diagrams drawn in there you see a whole bunch of writing some of it i mean it's all very neatly written um but it looks like this was written by hand um and uh you can't actually read the language pine as you start looking through those crystals you you determine that if you were to take them you would have about 28 gold pieces worth of crystals
1: I will just yeah, I'll grab them.
0: I
2: want to turn to the rest of the group and ask if anyone else is familiar with this language, and just kind of show the book to each of them.
0: I need to know what languages everybody speaks. Then Pine speaks Almerian and Menares, or Menares or Menaresi. Thanks, Menares.
3: Menares. He speaks Menares. Ruth speaks Almerian and Almerian and Australian.
0: Ustranian is like the native language of of Arklvi, this province, as well as some of the other provinces to the north and to the east.
3: But Rus is still sleeping. No one has woken him up yet.
4: Yeah, and Nari also just has common in Ustronian, so.
3: Ebi, um, why don't you make an insight check?
0: <laughs> A Six. It'd be really great if somebody could read this language. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to
2: gently place that into kind of my little traveling satchel. okay.
0: All right that's that's pretty much all you guys find in this room. It looks like this room might be kind of uh, secure for the time being if you wanted to take a, a rest or there's this other door across the way that has not been opened yet. It looks very similar to the other doors, kind of brass, copper, um, artistic, and mechanical.
4: Yeah, I say we try to open the
1: door. Yeah, let's let's continue on.
0: Is anybody going to r- wake up Bruce? <laughs> yeah. Bruce is just asleep the, at the other side of the room. Yeah, I'll gently rouse him a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yep, are we moving? You approach this door. Same deal. It looks very similar to the last doors. Are you going to open it the same way you did the other one, Bruce? I'm imagining
2: that even Gigi is tired at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. She was fully submerged in that puddle when you fell on your face. Two times. Um, an eight.
0: Okay. An eight. Yeah, I mean, Gigi flits over and kind of sticks to the wall for a second and kind of shakes her head. You can tell she's exhausted and she flies back to you. And she really doesn't check anything. So you, you really have no clue um, what's going on with this door. Sorry, guys.
3: I, I mean, I can push it open if you want me to, but I don't know.
1: I'll do it. I'll do it. Come on, Abby, help me out.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: The door is wide open with ease, and it opens into a very large chamber on the other side of this door. It's uh it's kind of uh it's a hexagon, but it's it's kind of like a, it's kind of trapezoidal in shape. Um, as you look around the room, you see that there are four columns that support the ceiling, but one of the columns has since broken. Uh, and in the center of the room, there is some kind of an apparatus um, that is, it's kind of glowing. It's giving off a light. It's a large circular platform in the middle of the room with like orange and blue and orange and blue kind of. Uh, Rings of energy emanating light, and in the center of this apparatus, there is this sort of a, a stand, and there is something resting on top of the stand um, that is—it looks to be kind of circular. Uh, but you're at a distance, uh, so I want everyone to make perception checks before anything else happens. Abby got a fourteen. Pine got a six. Thirteen. Roos got
3: a 14.
0: So um uh, Roos and Ebby. Uh, Pine, you see this uh, this thing, kind of this central thing glowing, and your your initial take is there's some kind of magic or uh, mechanics at, at work and you don't understand them. Um Nari, you got what did you get again? 13. 13 um you nari you're kind of looking uh, kind of one this this column that had fallen down um you see that around this column that had fallen down you see that it, has, it looks like it crushed some people because there are some bones um underneath the fallen column as well as it looks like there's like some suits of uh of armor or some statues that surround each of the columns um, there's a couple of uh, uh there's a couple of these dead like very old decaying skeletons that are crushed by this, by this, uh, this column, um, Roos and Ebby. not Roos. Sorry. Yeah. Roos and Ebby. you both see in the far corner. When you open the door and step in something moves in the corner. And before you know it, there is a very large, Uh, mechanical construct stands up from where it had been sitting. This beast is, I said beast, this construct is massive. It is metal. It is brass and bronze and copper and beautiful. It is stands like 19 or 20 feet tall. Um, It has a very small head, very long arms in its uh, kind of its stomach or chest. It has this um, almost like a, Uh, It has a circle of blue glowing energy, and it's kind of uh, recessed inside of the circle, uh, almost like a, a bowl. Does that make sense? Sort of like, an, like a big Iron Man um, heart thing? Uh, kind of, I guess. Yeah, you could. Yeah, sure. We can describe it that way. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's like a circle and it's kind of glowing blue. And as this thing stands up, you see the blue uh, energy kind of coursing through uh, like underneath the armor plating and in two eyes on the top of its head. And um, we are going to roll initiative.
1: Oof. He doesn't want to talk?
0: You guys can try talking to this. I'm just saying we're rolling initiative. Here's the deal: initiative does not necessarily mean you have to fight, but it means we're going to start taking turns. Starting to think that maybe we should have rested in that other room now.
1: <laughs> but we would have had—I mean, on mechanics-wise, we would have had to rest for 24 hours or almost 24 hours,
0: really, to be to be ready to fight this thing at full strength. That's true. I think the only person
1: who would benefit from a short rest at this point is is Nari because you, you could get your other abilities back.
4: Yeah, I rolled a seven, so I'm not really here to help. Just kind of show.
0: <laughs> You're just kind of chilling. Okay, well, we have another initiative uh, in place. Pine, you see this construct, this giant mechanical structure, stand up and clock the four of you as you enter the room. Uh, well, Pine will say
1: oh hello are you like my friend ebby and i will um prepare to actually i'll take the dodge action okay
0: um and i will um i'll move to the north a little bit it is now this big beast the i keep saying beast he's not a beast you're not going to talk to him ebby i'm sorry <laughs> he, <laughs> you see this large construct this large robot um it it Heard you say something, and it responds back in a language that you don't understand. It sounds very mechanical. It sounds kind of beep. Bop, boop, beep I don't know. That's my impression <laughs> of a robot.
3: <laughs> bop, <boop. laughs>
0: bop, boop, boop, beep. Anyway, uh, it says something, and then it starts to walk towards you, Pine. And as it walks, I want you to make a perception check. Okay, perception. Sixteen. As it walks, you see. When it moves, you see age. You see that like as it takes a step with its left leg, its knee kind of buckles out to the side. You see it kind of, um, it's wobbly as it walks. It uses its hands to help steady itself as it's walking towards you. But it gets towards you and it, it gets right up next to you and it looks down at you and it raises up a fist and it brings it down in an attack against you. With disadvantage. With disadvantage and I don't think he can hit you anyway. Uh, yeah, he rolled an 8 and a 9. And let me just make sure, but I don't think that that can hit you. Um, uh Yeah, nope, that does not hit you. Okay. You have 18 AC, right? I do. Oh, you're good. You are good. Uh, that brings us then to Debbie.
2: um I am going to kind of move up here with Pine and... I don't think it's going to understand me, but I'm going to kind of start yelling at it and be like, hey, back off. We don't need to fight. Um, And I'm assuming that doesn't do anything, though. And so I'll use the old rod baton thing and use my bonus action to kind of innervate that with some energy. And then I'll go ahead and have a a swipe at it. Let's make your attack. All right that's a nine to hit that's that terrible.
0: does miss <laughs> all, right. all right Nari you are up
4: okay so I will see if this central area is somehow in conjunction with the robot or anything like that
0: uh, you can make a um, a perception check uh
4: so that is 13
0: 13. You see the glowing um, in the central like circular uh, apparatus and you see the glowing coming from underneath the like the seams of the armor of this giant robot. Um, But uh, they don't seem to be in sync or anything like that. Um, As this robot was walking, nothing had really changed that you could tell in that central apparatus.
4: Well, I guess that's kind of my turn. Uh, So, yeah, I'll just hang out here for now.
3: All right. Uh, Ruth, what are you going to do? Um, I will pull, reach into my pouch, and grab a grease crystal, and crack it, and throw it at the guy.
0: All right, he has to make a reflex save,
3: a dex save, DC twelve.
0: Uh, and then he goes prone, right? Yep, he falls. He, prone. he he goes prone. He rolled a uh, a nine, so he is uh, flat on his back. Okay, you you it's it shakes the whole ground uh, where you're standing. This thing hits the ground and just everything vibrates.
3: Okay. I'm going to take a couple steps up to stand uh, against the wall behind Pine on the other side of the creature and just kind of breathing heavily like, okay, next round, I'll get up there next round, guys. Just a sec. <laughs> Letting Pine be your human shield.
0: Yes. All right. Well, that brings us back to the top of the round and that is Pine. It is your turn. Okay. Well, um, go ahead. Just a reminder, it did try to attack you. Oh, and I know.
1: I, I, I saw it try to attack me. Um, so I will go ahead, and I was going to move around to kind of put some distance between me and Abby. but as soon as Roos kind of takes a, a defensive position behind me, um, I will stay there, and I will go ahead and attack. It's prone, so I have advantage on the attack. So that's a 24 to hit. That definitely hits. For 9 piercing damage
0: from my saber. As you as you strike it, um, you hit an armor plate that immediately buckles and falls off. Yeah, okay. awesome. Okay, it is now its turn. It stands up using half of its move, and it now has two targets. It says something again in its beep bop boop language that you guys don't understand, and he's going to see. We're going to see if he attacks Pine or if he attacks Abby uh oh i don't know why i did that okay let's roll and he is going to attack ebby ebby you are going to get attacked and the the roll is a 14 that does not hit not hit all right so this guy the spiders could not not hit you and this guy can't actually make contact ebby what are you up to um
2: with uh with the oil the grease now in play I'm going to use my robotic energy saber. So my hand kind of reconfigures and this jet of fire erupts from my hand, basically as though it were like a fiery sword. And I want to try and I want to try and light the grease on fire with it. I don't know if you want that to be my like an attack action or just an uh, an interaction with that. Uh
0: I dig it. Let's make it an attack only because... does Is the grease flammable? Is that part of the part of the spell?
3: Oh, good question. That's not part of the spell description, but grease is flammable. I dig the flavor. So we'll call it an action,
0: but we'll say that's what you're trying to do. Perfect. We'll do, let's make your attack with it. Alrighty. righty.
2: So here's the attack roll. <laughs>
0: 25. It's a crit. That's a crit. All right. Natural 20. Why don't you go ahead and roll that damage... Uh for the crit and you know, so you double the dice and then add your modifiers. Roll that beautiful crit damage. One plus four plus two. All so right. that was seven. We'll times yeah. that by two. That's four. Okay, we'll call that good then. Okay. Alright. Nice. Are you gonna stay put? Um yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll stick around right here. All right. Nari, you see your allies have been attacking this giant beast. Sorry, I keep calling it a beast, this giant construct.
4: All right, Nari's gonna move up, and she's gonna swing at it with her her axe, um, and she is going to hit for fifteen.
0: That does hit. As you hit, you see another armor plate kind of fall off.
4: Okay, um, and then the damage is six.
0: Six damage. All, All right. Quick question.
2: So did did I succeed on setting this guy on fire, basically with the uh, with the grease and stuff?
0: We'll say that the Grease, yeah, he lit on fire, you dealt some damage, um, and then he's got flames flickering up and down on his armor, yeah.
2: Okay, cool. Will he take continuing damage from that?
0: You know, it flavor-wise, it sounds cool, but uh, there's other spells that do cause continuous burn, so uh, I, I I, don't... Well, I feel like a jerk for saying no. No, it's okay. I think you're a jerk, but I still like you. <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah we'll say it does deal um, some damage on his turn he's going to uh take some damage unless he can put it out okay roos it's your turn
3: okay i forgot on his turn so the, uh, quick side note he ended his turn in that same grease that i made so he he would have had to make a saving throw to, to stay standing that's right difficulty what uh 12 okay. he makes it he's fine Okay, just, um, okay, so Roos will stumble up next to Pine uh, squaring off with this-, this robotic creature and take a strike with his short sword. And rolled a 22 to hit. That definitely hits. And got seven piercing and two precision. Okay, so that's nine extra damage. And then I'm going to bonus action disengage and just kind of stumble backwards. My last five feet of movement.
0: Yeah. Again, you see like pieces of like metal, like plating buckling and falling off, and like like chips of rust and things are kind of cascading out. It looks like this guy, um, whatever he is, was not as well preserved as if let's say let's say Ebby is um, ancient. Um is much better preserved than this guy was. Okay. All right, Pine. That brings us back to your turn. All right, I'm going to go ahead and make an attack with my saber. Does a 19 hit? Definitely hits. For 8 damage. 8 damage. You guys are whittling this guy away. It is now his turn. Okay, what he is going to do, he is going to step out of the grease. Actually, first, let's deal some damage. Okay, why don't you roll a d4 and see how much fire damage he gets. Okie dokie. 2 damage. All right, he doesn't even seem to really notice the fire damage, but he's going to... um, take, uh, he's not even going to attempt to disengage. He's just going to step back, and that means that uh, it looks like uh, Pine and Ebby get, uh, and uh, Pine, Ebby, and Nari all get uh, attacks against him. Does a 15 hit? A 15 does hit, yes. For eight more uh, damage. Okay. Um, 15 to hit? Hits. 12 fire damage. 12 fire damage. Okay, and then Nari, you get your attack of opportunity as well.
4: I got a 17 to hit that does hit and then four damage
0: Four damage roll it again because that's a one it sounds like
4: oh yeah no i keep forgetting that that's so nice uh seven
0: yeah this guy is uh he's getting beat up pretty pretty bad um he's kind of falling apart in fact you see as he's kind of walking away from you like now his right knee is buckling as well and he's leaving like fingers from his hands as he walks away and then he turns around as he gets about like 10 or 15 feet away from you guys. And you see the circle on his stomach just kind of start to glow. And like a light is spinning around the rim really, really fast. And then suddenly you hear the words, "Mana burst boom. And then just a bright flash of light. uh, It sears down and we'll see who it's going to attack. It's either going to hit Roos and pine pine and Ebi or Ebi and Nari. So I'm going to roll a D six and we'll see who it hits. Oh, it looks like it's going for Ebby and Nari. All right, you guys, I am going to see if it hits you guys. All right. Um, nope. Ebby totally missed you. And Nari, uh, does a 17 hit you? Yes. So you take some damage. And this is actually pretty severe damage. It looks like you take. Ooh, 21 points of damage as you get blasted by this mana burst that bursts out of this guy's stomach.
4: All right, I'm out.
0: You're out. You're Mm -hmm. down. I'm down. Nari is down. All right, that brings us to Um, Ooh. Well, let's
2: see here. I think first thing I will do is use Erdos's were, no, I'll just use, okay, well I'll use Erdos's touch on Nari to try to get her back, back into the saddle again. So six healing points. So Nari, that's one level of exhaustion for you as well. Cool. And then, don't lie, that's not cool. (laughs)
4: It's better than me and Dan, so I'll take it.
2: And I'm going to
0: move up and and do that. Uh, Nari, all you remember is seeing this bright flash of light that like seared your retina. And then you wake up on your back and you <gasps> kind of feel very tired. But uh, you're awake and it's your turn.
4: Um, I am just going to stay back and I'm going to throw one of my hand axes. Okay. Towards them. Um, so that is going to be a 15 to hit. That does hit. And it is going to be a seven for damage.
0: Seven damage. You're whittling this guy away. You guys have dealt a ton of damage to him. He is falling to pieces, but he's still standing. So um, at this point, Pine and Nari are kind of stepped back a little bit from this giant construct. And uh, Ebi is up in its grill. Um, There's also this, uh, they're both kind of north of this apparatus that's in the middle of the room.
3: Roos, it is your turn. So I will I will run uh, to stand next to Ebby and square off against the robot and uh, take a swipe with my short sword. I rolled a twenty two to hit. That hits and got um, nine piercing and seven precision.
0: Sixteen damage. Ooh, this okay. So you see that like. Um, almost like uh, steam is starting to come out of some of these joints and you see like, um, where you guys have been hitting this and armor plates have been falling off. You see like glowing of what you recognize as like crystal energy kind of pulsating out from these, these joints and these wounds in this armor. And that brings us to pine. Okay. Um,
1: as pine, mo- so Pine's going to move up, uh, and try to stay somewhat away from his, uh, his uh colleagues so that way um that one attack can kind of put some distance so that we wouldn't be grouped up and hit by that one attack right um and as i'm moving i'll say to ruse i'll say are those beep boops some kind of language can you understand that and then i will attack with my saber okay
0: a 17 to hit that does hit for six damage for six damage that's minimum damage boo that's minimum damage um make a quick uh, perception check okay that's i got a nine okay um more armor pieces fly off um he actually goes down to one knee but he is still standing and ready to swing and it is his turn so here's what we're gonna do we are gonna roll to see if he gets back his mana burst uh it is back all right one, two, three. It, so I'm just going to tell you how this is going to go because it looks like the only the, the, the best option for him is to try to blast Roos, Ebi, and Nari, who are all kind of in a line, in a chunk. Um, this kind of 10-foot-wide uh, line of energy that comes shooting out of his stomach. And he is going to attack at Roos and Ebby um, and Nari. So uh, I believe, Roos, you got hit. And Ebi, you got hit. And Nari, you got hit.
4: I got Oof. hit.
0: Everybody, yeah. So that is gonna be a total of uh, eighteen damage. So eighteen damage to Roos, Ebi, and Nari.
4: I'm out again.
0: As the as the broom flashes bright with this white energy come it came coursing out of his stomach. Um, and yeah, Nari falls down again unconscious. Oh, I'm I'm
2: concentrating on a spell. I probably need to uh, do like a concentration check, right?
0: So that was eighteen points of damage. So concentration is ten.
2: Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. So I, is it in
0: Constitution, it, right? Yeah. Okay. Eighteen. Not, not a problem. And it's actually your turn.
2: Okay. Um. Oof. Well, um, I will. I'll go ahead and have another attack at him with the energy saber. Goodness, and only an eight! Man, I keep rolling really garbage on my to hit.
0: Well, again, it's the same thing. It's like your, it's like your, your optical orbs that are recessed into your, into your bucket helmet face <laughs> uh, are just they're they kind of go haywire with that big blast of light. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to do? Um I think I'll
2: use my bonus action to do Erdos's word from where I'm at, okay? Um to to try to heal Nari, be like Nari, you can do this. Stay with us. And I'll heal her for 7.
1: Okay?
0: And she has now two levels of exhaustion. Yep. All right, again, your eyes flicker open as you are laying on the ground again and it is your turn.
4: Um, I will throw another axe at this guy because I'm not moving any closer. And I only get a nine to hit.
0: That misses.
3: Alright. Roos. Roos is going to look at Abby and say, well... Hopefully we make it out of this one. And I'm going to try and attack it with my short sword. Miss. And then since I missed the short sword, I'm going to use one of my daggers. Get 18 to hit with the dagger. I'm going to let you know on a little secret. It doesn't
0: matter. Oh. This creature has one hit point left.
3: Oh. <laughs> it almost
0: went down last round before it got that last mana burst off. So, Roos, describe what you do to take this uh, construct down, this 19-foot giant...
3: Uh, mechanical being that's been kind of traipsing through the room so again i miss with my my main weapon on you know the dramatic scene and come in just frustrated with this dagger and i stab it right into its um the glowy uh center the glowing center that's uh that looks like the uh iron man uh energy cell
0: yeah. Cool. Um, you you stab it. You see more and more uh, plates and things fall off. It kind of starts to shake and shudder, and it starts to hobble around in circles. And then it, it kind of tumbles backwards. And as it lands, you see it starts to glow. And without anybody doing an insight check, you realize this thing is going to explode. Um, so... I don't need anyone to, take, to make a reflex save or anything because it is a very focused explosion. The explosion actually blasts out of his uh, head, and the head is now gone. And it hits this back wall, um, and it, um, it actually blows the wall out. And uh, go figure, it reveals uh, some kind of a natural cavern back behind.
3: Does anybody
4: else remember the Iron Giant and feel kind of sad and guilty?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is is the second Iron Giant reference we've had in this campaign. Paul hasn't seen the movie. (laughs) I I noticed that somebody took that out of our recording. Somebody edited that part out of our recording that I hadn't seen the movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's robots in this world, so Iron Giant references will probably come back into play, Um, and I do need to see that movie. Okay. There is now a uh, a. It's just heaps of metal, and um, you can see like there's um, as as the metal kind of falls off this machine. You see crystals, and as you are watching these crystals, they kind of um, they lose their color and they turn clear, and then they just kind of shatter and disintegrate and blow away uh, with just kind of this loss of energy in this in this being. And now here you are. Uh, I think everybody is at least awake. Um, there is this apparatus in the middle of the room. The middle of the room, that apparatus is still glowing. It still has like the ring of, of energy uh, emanating from whatever is on the pedestal in the middle of the room. Abby, you are close enough to see uh, what is on that pedestal. It looks like a... Um, okay, so here we go. I might... Regret describing it like this, but it almost is like the size of a family size pizza from Papa Murphy's.
4: Okay. That is amazing, right now.
0: It is a it is a a large circle like the size of a like a round shield, and it actually, as you look at it, it kind of looks like a round shield. Um, but it's got a metal band around the outside, and then it is actually segmented into eight different pie pieces. And each pie piece is a different crystal. And as you're looking at this, it, got, it goes in that same order as you saw on the mosaic in the other room uh, when we were playing last time. Uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue. Uh, sorry, red, orange, yellow, green, light blue, dark blue, purple, and then white in this, in the kind of a clockwise pattern. Um, and it is sitting there. And in between each different um Color of crystal, you see almost like a uh, spoke. There's a thin strip of like copper that separates each section of crystal. And as you're looking at that crystal um, pizza shield looking thing, Abby, I want you to make a, a nature check.
1: Sure. Wait, nature
0: for a crystal pizza shield? Oh, sorry, nature or arcana? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll stick with nature. So I got an 11. But all you can tell with this is that um, it looks like these crystals are not um, a naturally formed crystal. Oftentimes when you see like crystal tech or like people put crystals into things, they still have their natural shape. So like, uh, Roos, when you pull a crystal out to use one of your one of your tricks, it still has like the natural um, like the shape of the crystal, like it's not refined or cut down or anything like that. It's just some are bigger than others. Um, And uh, Pine, you can remember seeing a very large crystal at one point uh, in your past, Mm -hmm. um, a la Session Zero, that even that crystal was still, it was still like a rough shape of the natural form of this crystal. Does that make sense? Yeah, raw crystal. Mm -hmm. Yes. This crystal shield looking thing does not it's it's formed crystal and so ebby you've never seen crystal form like this naturally so either it's been machined or it was grown in some weird um weird way but this is definitely a unique looking thing and as you as you look at this item you see the glowing around on this apparatus and it's just resting there on the pedestal
2: well should i take that i'm a little bit worried about what will happen if i remove it
3: i wasn't able to touch the other crystals so i think i think this one's on you
2: um okay perhaps everyone should get to someplace safe be careful
1: Ebby, be careful actually pine's gonna go over to um tanari to, to actually and uh go ahead and give her some commander's morale so you can heal
0: up um five more uh, hit points
4: Oh, thanks, man. All right, I'm gonna try and hide back in this corner and just not die. That's my goal.
0: There's a there's literally another room that you guys can go hide in. <laughs> I
4: don't wanna see the excitement. Like come on. Yeah,
0: we're we're looking, but just like peeking through the door, like the three stooges looking into a room.
2: <laughs>
0: um
2: cool. I will see if I can't remove this <laughs> pizza shield. <laughs> um this crystal thing from the apparatus,
0: if I can. Instant regret calling it a family-sized pizza. You <laughs> to pick up the round, crystalline shield shape, not a pizza, and <laughs> instantly the light around the apparatus turns off, but you are holding this in your hands. Interesting.
2: Um, do I, I mean, I'm sure I sense some sort of
0: magical energy coming from it. Um, you can feel like a, a power of some kind, kind of th- throbbing from it, kind of a kind of a pulsating energy. Um, it's it's fairly light, you know. It's not like it's not like static electricity where you're, if you had hair, it would be standing on end. Nothing like that. You just kind of can feel a little bit of like a buzz coming from it.
1: Got it. Any idea what that could be? It looks like some sort of crystal pizza shield <laughs> I couldn't even get that out all the way
3: uh, oh. I'm envisioning like pepperoni shaped like different crystals around it <laughs> It sounds delicious
4: pizza <laughs> um, is for 11.99 on Tuesday I
3: oh gosh.
0: You know, originally I was like maybe I'll describe it like a trivial pursuit piece but then that only has 6 colors and this has 8 colors so i'll do my best not to
2: not to use pizza anymore in a reference to it um i'll I'll call it the crystal shield at least from now on even though it may not be actually a shield is
0: is it a shield (laughs) um it's a circle and you kind of turn it over in your hands and it looks like it's the same on one side as it is on the other side okay okay it's a disc all right giant crystal frisbee Got it.
1: Just golf.
2: <laughs> um. Well, I have no idea what this is for and what it does. Um. It certainly has some sort of magical energy, but I have no clue as to what its function would be. Well, have you have
0: you tried pushing any of the different segments? Are they buttons? Uh, can I? Are they are they buttons? Uh, you start pushing on it, and it feels like it's solid. Bop it. You. There's no give to it. It's a, it's a Simon. It's a it's an advanced Simon game. <laughs> so somebody bought our kids a Simon, and every once in a while, it'll just turn on. Alert. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh gosh, Simon. <laughs> oh, Simon was one of those games that was always so frustrating to me. Like I don't know why anybody would want to play that game. It's like bop
1: it. It's I I don't get it.
0: I don't get it. I get too tense in that kind. Of thing.
1: What, there seems to be another passage that opened up when this this beast's head exploded. You like how I call it a
0: beast, Paul? I am not a beast. It's a construct. It's a robot. <laughs> I like to think. I like to think that the fact that Abby is a robot and can turn into a beast has confused you now, and you can't you can't really separate the two in your mind. <laughs> I was scary beast, like it's huge, it's big, and then I realized, wait, beasts are actually a thing in D anD. d And so, and and Abby can talk to them. So I'm like, this is not a beast. This is not a beast. <laughs> Well, I think definitely let's go and
2: explore whatever it was that was revealed. But before we leave, I'd like to, I'd like to do a little bit of searching of this construct's remains, as well as some of these,
1: some of these bodies that are here. Yeah, I'd like to look at the um the statues or suits of armor, see if there's anything useful, something we could uh, take with us. Okay, I want you guys to do some investigation checks.
4: Just Come looting on. around the dead bodies.
0: I rolled a three. A five. We're rolling so good tonight. Oh, and it's not that you don't find anything; it's just that what you find doesn't seem to be of value. It looks like these suits of armor. For one, um, Pine. Um, they. Uh, how tall are you, Pine?
1: Uh, whew, good question. I'm about uh six foot two. Okay, actually, so these suits of armor
0: look like they would, you might be able to fit into them, they're a little bit taller than you, but they're also more narrow, right? It's like um, very tall and thin suits of armor, and there's nothing magical about them. And as you're looking at them, you see that they are decorative, as opposed to functional. Okay. Um, they are unique though. Like, um, the helmets have like a visor, but the visor sticks way out, like out in front. And it almost reminds you of like a bird beak or something coming down. Um, and like the, uh, the, uh, the pauldrons on the side are like extra big, but thin. Um, so like they're, they're, they stick way up, but they're just thin metal. Um, so it's, it's a decorative armor, but it's, it's very stylized in a unique way. I'll just take one of the helmets then. Okay. And then,
3: who uh, did it uh, do? Roos. Roos got a 16 on um, investigation.
0: So what What exactly are you investigating? What, what did you want to be investigating?
3: I just wanted to poke around on the dead bodies and just kind of, you know, see if there's anything of value on them.
0: Um, Roos, you've been around dead bodies before. You're looking at these and you, you've, you've, I don't know if you've been a tomb robber or anything like that
3: no no this is my first this is Bruce's first experience that i like this
0: um so as you're investigating these like these bodies it looks like they have scraps of clothing on them this um this one column had fallen on them you see a couple other bodies kind of in another corner these look very very old very ancient um and um uh, as you're looking at them you can't tell if they expired from Battle or if they just expired from some other reason, but um you you do find some um, some actual little baggies full of crystals though on a couple of the bodies
3: okay I'll pick up the bags and uh, I'll see I got these crystals we can look at them later and I'll put them in my pouch all right and then Nari, what are you doing?
4: Uh, I actually got a five I forgot that with my exhaustion I only got. <laughs> At
0: your world disadvantage, so never mind. Are you starting looking for a great place to lay down in a corner?
4: <laughs> yep.
0: All right. Okay, so that's kind of what you see in here. The lights have turned off around this apparatus, um, and uh, Abby has a a book and a pizza shield. And uh, Ruth found some crystals, and Pine has a new helmet.
1: Did Abby find anything on the uh, the the body of the? creature we just fought oh i am sorry i
0: forgot that one okay um you go and start investigating the body um why don't you make an arcana or a nature check i will
2: again i've got better for nature so i will
0: roll down give you different info but Goodness, it's a nine. Um, you've never seen anything like this, um, except for yourself. Uh, but you've also never seen inside of yourself uh, either. So you you see um, tubes and kind of wires and snaking conduit. You see plates and boxes. You see um, dust from these crystals that had expired. That are kind of uh, basically you imagine where like a person's heart would be. Um, but it's just like a it's like this clear kind of grayish powdery uh, remnants of this crystal that disintegrated after this creature um, expired. Um, you see that some of this plating um, is, is decorative and pretty and you know, it's got nice scroll work on it. Maybe some gold filigree, but it's been just uh, degraded and and uh, and corroded with time. Got it. What, uh, is it
2: possible to also, like, take some more time and do, like, an Arcana
0: check as well? If you guys are going to just hang out here for a bit, maybe take a short rest, then, yeah, you can do an Arcana check. <laughs> a 10. Okay. Uh, you know, as you're looking, you, you imagine there has to be some kind of um, arcane component to creating something like this, but you can't even begin to wrap your head around how this would be done. Got it. Okay.
2: Well, um maybe we should take some time to have a good rest before we proceed forward
0: agreed all right so you guys going to take a rest and then um, cool you guys did long rest short rest what do you, what's your plan
4: i mean i would love to do a good snooze to be honest i
3: would i would assume short rest cuz it's still probably it's not even midday most likely
1: and there's still this new secret passage. Come on, come on.
3: <laughs> I can hobble along, but I'm but uh, probably around two or three today. I'm gonna have to call it a day.
4: Me and Ruth are just hobbling.
3: Yeah, just to warn you, I've I've exhausted
2: my my energy for spell casting. <sighs>
0: All right, well, you guys take a short rest. So go ahead and burn any uh, any uh, hit dice you want to do. Um, you guys just kind of hang out in this room. You guys want to go into any of the other rooms or just just stay here? I think I'm fine staying here.
3: Yeah, yeah. stay here. That's fine.
0: Yeah. All right, and after... Because we have the rule where when you are knocked to zero hit points and you're brought back that you gain a level of exhaustion. We've also, uh, because the combat is more deadly, we've also made it a little bit easier to get rid of exhaustion. So we get rid of one level of exhaustion, uh, with a short rest as well as a long rest. So after the short rest, you guys use whatever hit points you want to. And then Roos and, uh, Nari, you both are now at level at one level of exhaustion instead of two.
3: Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm feeling like I can walk at a regular pace, but uh, I'm still, still a little addled.
1: I'm wondering what could be dangerous behind this wall if it was completely sealed off. Uh, why don't you make a quick uh, perception or investigation check? I'm going to do perception. Perfect. And it was an eight. Man, I... jeez. Well, you know,
0: I mean, it actually looks like a relatively natural cavern back there.
3: Okay, well let's uh let's head out. I'm I mean, as fun as it was to go spelunking in this thing, we're still looking for fallen heaven.
1: Yes. Well, okay. All right. Um follow me. I'll, I'll take a lead in here.
0: Okay. Um, I want you guys to make some perception checks. This is a natural cavern, uh, so it's it's not uh formed stone or anything. It's not uh
3: dressed stone. Um Roos got a fifteen on perception.
1: Okay. If I get to do another one, I got a 19. I did I did do
0: a perception check just recently, though. Oh, you did. Okay. Uh, well, well, this is for... That was to see kind of what the place was like, and I could have given you some more information, but now you're actually walking in it. This is to see if anything like kind of is uh, going to jump out and get you. Okay,
1: then I got a 19.
0: <laughs> Abby got a 21. Nari no, got an 11. Um, and what's the marching order?
1: Do we want to do the same one we've we have been doing? Pine first, then Roos, then uh, Nari and Ebi?
3: Perfect. That's fine with me.
1: Yeah. yeah, that works.
0: Okay. Um All right you start heading down this natural uh, cavern. It's a narrow snaking tunnel. Sometimes it gets wider to 20, 30, 40 feet wide, and the ceiling gets really, really high, like, you know, 20 or 30 feet high. And sometimes it narrows way down to just like, you know, never, never too much... Uh, thinner than five feet Um, so you can still pass through without having to squeeze um, but then it will always open back up and one thing that you guys notice especially with your 19 and 21 um, perception checks pine and and uh, and ebby you feel wind on your face you feel a breeze and there's one thing that you guys have learned or have been told or picked up somewhere. And that is that, uh, if it blows, it goes. That's a, a, phrase you've heard from other, like, um, some of the spelunkers who come down and, or the, the scavengers who come in looking for crystals when they go into the ruins and they're, they know that if, if they go into a natural cavern, if they can feel wind, that means there's a way out. Uh, and so you're kind of, going through this cavern with that thought in your brain, that there is some wind that's ruffling hair and moving things. So that means that there's, there must be uh, some kind of a, an exit um, at the other end of this cavern. Um, as you are going through this cavern, um, snaking around, it, you also notice that it's gradually climbing and you are going back up. So if you recall, when you went down into this facility, um, you went down for quite a ways. And now you're climbing back up and um with the perception checks that we have for actually for um for uh ebby even though you're at the back of the group there's a point where you you, you it looks like the cave kind of ends but ebby you can feel the wind still blowing um at you straight ahead and ebby you hear a noise on the other side of what looks like a wall but as you look closer it's actually more like a pile of rubble you can hear noise coming from the other side of the rubble and it sounds almost like voices can can i make out
2: like whether these sound like gobloid voices or whether these sound familiar at all like they're speaking a language we can understand
0: so why don't you make an insight check Okay. With your perception of 21, you detected the voices and then make an insight check. Uh, 21 insight. Um, no, they do not sound like gobloid. Um, You can't make out the words, but you can hear the pitch and the tone. And it sounds like you've got a deeper voice and you've got a slightly higher voice. Um, and they're having some kind of a conversation. Um, I hear people
2: speaking on the other side of this wall. Can you make out what they're saying? No, it's it's too faint, but I, I, at least I can tell that they're not gobloids. Um whoever they are though, I I I bet that they are <laughs> they're probably not some monstrous beast from the wild.
4: Can you tell how many people there are?
3: I, I hear at least two. Well, we might startle them if we start digging our way into their side from this way, so maybe we should holler at them.
1: I guess I'm fine with that. We have a wall between us if they're, if they're not friendly.
3: If, we, if we're able to dig carefully, perhaps
0: we can hear the, a little bit more clearly. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, let's start moving some stones. All right, Um. so are we going to do it sneakily? Yes. Okay. Um. So who's going to be doing the digging? The one with muscles? <laughs> the one with muscles? Oh, yeah, she doesn't have... No, she has a disadvantage still, doesn't she?
1: Oh, yeah. I have
4: hella disadvantage. You don't want me sneaking.
0: I can do it. Why don't you make a stealth check as you dig? Before, um,
2: before he does that, I'm actually going to go up and touch him and use my Nature's Blessing cantrip and give him an, an additional D4 to his ability check. Okay,
3: perfect. And as, as he's digging, I'm going to pull up my um, scarf of Comprehend Languages and activate it just in case.
1: And I rolled a twenty-three on my stealth with that extra, extra d four.
0: All right, yeah, you are moving things quietly, and there's a couple times where you can almost feel like like you pull a rock out and you see a couple tumble, and you instantly just something something courses through you, pine. You're just very aware, and you just reach out real quick and grab the two stones that are falling before they can clack together really loud and make a noise. And you keep handing them back, and you keep moving the pile, um, and things become more clear. Pine is having flashbacks to catching his kids
1: falling off of stuff. Like it's like it's like that dad sense that keeps kids from
3: danger. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: Aurora at seven months can pull herself up and stand, and I have caught her like five times in the last like two days from just slamming her head on stuff. <laughs> oh yeah,
4: that's so uh, bad, though.
3: I know it's crazy. It's so weird seeing this like tiny little thing standing.
0: Uh, that's crazy that's like what happened uh when matt when you were in town and uh we were at the park and these kids were swinging and my little girl went walking and she was just about to get clocked and i had to race over to grab her um i didn't tell you this matt but my knee hurt for like four weeks after that (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not as young as i used to be okay so things start to get a little bit clearer you actually start to see some light flickering in in places um, the light's not constant so you assume it's some kind of a light source like a lantern or a torch or a, or a fire of some kind and the voices become more clear uh, as you are you have your your uh, scarf around your head uh, listening to these voices uh, rus you recognize that you don't need it because they are actually speaking Ustranian, which is kind of the native uh, tongue of this area of the world. And actually, I think that uh, Rus and uh, Nari both speak that language. Um, You hear two voices. You hear a lower gruff voice saying, I'm tired of waiting. And then you hear a higher voice say, just be patient. We know that she doesn't travel as quickly as she used to and then the gruff voice says yes but why do we have to wait for her she she gives me the creeps and then the higher voice says the white widow is a great leader and then they kind of stop talking and are silent
3: i will quietly relay the information to of what we heard to Pine and and Ebby just assuming that they don't speak the language.
1: Do we stop? Do we? Do we? Sorry, I'm trying to stage whisper it with a voice, and it's not easy. Do we stop uh, moving the wall
3: now? Well, I I don't know who they are or what they're aligned with, but uh, I'm in no position to fight.
4: I, for one, don't want to go out and encounter them, but that's just my opinion.
3: At this
0: point, you've been walking for hours from the facility. Okay,
1: so we could probably take a long rest here and see if we overhear anything else while we sleep. Yeah. That's what, what do you all think of that? Sleeping here and, and seeing if we overhear anything on the other side of this wall.
3: That I think that's a great idea. We could post somebody up all night to just to listen and uh, maybe wake everybody if something, something fishy fishy's going on.
4: Perfect.
0: You guys kind of bed down for a little bit, uh, get comfortable. As you're sitting there, uh, a a few minutes pass, and then um, you hear that gruff voice say, Oh, who's this now? And then you hear another voice, and it's a very deep voice, and it says, All right, look alive, you two. She's on her way. She'll be here shortly. I need Roos to make a history check with disadvantage, and I need pine to make a history check straight up. Uh, Even though I don't understand the language? I guess if Roos is communicating what they're saying. This is a different language. This is Almerian. Okay. Roos got a 16 with his disadvantage. And I rolled a 21. All right. Roos, you think you recognize the voice, actually. Um, It's a voice that you heard um, about a year ago when you were... On, um, on a mission, uh, kind of a, a personal mission uh, in the town of the city of, of Marlech in the bastion of Marlech. Um, and Pine, as you hear the voice, instantly your mind is taken back to standing atop a wall, watching Imperial forces approach Redleaf and you see a seven foot tall 16 year old tiny with huge muscles, a large warhammer, and two short horns on the top of his head. Yes, and you recognize the voice of Brynby Tiny, your former what was he called again? Your valet. Yes, your former valet. And that is where we will stop for the night.
1: Awesome. He survived.
3: I have no idea how he survived that.
0: Well, nobody knows what you're talking about yet, Ruse. Can I really quick say, we must get
1: through this wall. Awesome.
0: All right. So thank you for joining us again on another episode of uh, the Crystal Codex uh, with the 12-sided guys. Uh, Thanks for listening and have a great night. We'll talk to you guys later.